On this episode of Tax Justice Warriors, the examination of the taxpayer roadmap comes to a conclusion with a focus on litigation with the IRS. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. As this episode goes through the conclusion of the taxpayer roadmap with regard to litigation on tax cases when working with the IRS. Now, there are four main areas on the taxpayer roadmap when it comes to litigation. So I am going to go through the four different sections because there is a different process with regard to the four different types of litigation. The first two types are working through tax court and the second two types are a form of federal court litigation, but each of them has its own specific process. So the first section is when the taxpayer has been going through the process with receiving notices from the IRS that there is an amount due, that when the taxpayer receives a 90-day notice, on a notice of deficiency, then that will allow the taxpayer the ability to file a petition with the tax court. It must be timely filed in order for the tax court to have jurisdiction and not dismiss the case. Within this process, the taxpayer will be directed to communicate first with appeals and see if the case can be settled. If not, then the case will be sent on to IRS counsel. So some of what the appeals process with this was touched on in last episode, but that is generally the beginning of tax court if you have a notice of deficiency. So since that has mainly been touched on, I am turning next to the second avenue of litigation and that is tax court based on a notice of determination. Now, these may be a notice regarding innocent spouse, collection due process, a whistleblower action, or one of the other determinations by the IRS that receiving one of these notices allows the taxpayer 30 days to file a petition with the tax court. Now, overall, If, after the tax court decision is final, the taxpayer would be transferred to collections and then go through the collections process for payment or determining if a collection alternative would apply. If the taxpayer had filed a a small tax case in tax court, then there are less formal procedures but the case cannot be appealed to a court of appeals by the taxpayer or the IRS. If the case is filed under regular tax case procedures, then there are formal court proceedings, and then the taxpayer or the IRS could appeal the case to a court of appeals. 
Eventually, there is the possibility that the case could go through the federal appeals process to submit a writ of certiorari to the United States Supreme Court, though it is doubtful that the Supreme Court would take up a tax court case unless there were a significant issue that the Supreme Court wanted to hear. On the one hand, I've been saying that the Supreme Court would likely not take a tax case, but they have been hearing more tax cases in recent years, so it seems like they are not necessarily shying away from the subject matter of taxes. Now, the third avenue for litigation regarding a tax matter is if a taxpayer believes that he or she should receive a refund, the taxpayer must either wait six months or the taxpayer will receive a 105C letter from the IRS. The letter 105C notifies the taxpayer that their claim for a credit deduction, exemption, or amended tax return has not been allowed. With regard to a credit deduction or exemption, the letter signals that the IRS has decided that the benefit does not apply to the taxpayer. If the taxpayer filed an amended return, the letter signals that the IRS decided not to accept the amended return. Now, if the taxpayer waited the six months or received the letter 105C with denial of a refund, then the taxpayer can file a federal suit based on the claim of the refund. So this is often called a refund suit. So some differences between filing a refund suit and filing in tax court, for one, there is the cost. Generally, a refund suit filing is in the range of $500 while a tax court petition costs $60 to file, though certainly a taxpayer can file for a waiver of the filing fee in either court. With tax court, the taxpayer does not need to pay off the liability before filing. They are generally filing the tax court claim to determine what the amount due is. But in the refund suit, generally there is no amount due that the taxpayer might pay off the amount and then bring the lawsuit in order to recover what amount is due to them. Also, tax court judges are judges that specialized in tax during their career, while federal judges on a refund suit claim do not necessarily have tax knowledge or tax knowledge in that area. So it would be necessary for the petitioner or the attorney to educate the federal judge on taxes or the tax area specifically in the lawsuit in order to bring the judge up to speed on what the argument is. Now the fourth and final direction that a taxpayer can go for litigation is to file a petition in bankruptcy court 
in order to discharge taxes. Now, in order to discharge federal taxes and bankruptcy, there are several rules regarding what can be discharged. Some of the threshold rules are that the taxes to be dischargeable, the returns must have been filed more than two years ago, the returns were due with extensions more than three years ago, the taxes were assessed more than 240 days ago, and that there was no fraud or willful evasion with the tax returns. Now, there is a circuit split in the federal courts on whether the tax returns needed to be timely filed or not. So some courts find that if the tax return was filed a day or more late, some find that that is acceptable, while others do not. So I am in a circuit saying that the tax returns need to be timely filed, so that is certainly something I am mindful of. To find out about the dates when the tax returns were filed for that particular year, it is best to get transcripts from the IRS so you can examine if the tax year looks to be dischargeable in a bankruptcy case, but I would also advise that because there are several rules with regard to federal taxes being discharged in a bankruptcy, that it would be best to consult with an attorney, certainly an attorney who knows bankruptcy or taxes, but I would likely suggest one who deals with both. Certainly the interaction between taxes and bankruptcy. So you might need to find a specialist if you have those kinds of questions. So overall, this is the process of litigation regarding tax cases with the IRS. That certainly if there were appeals with the case, it can go on for years in litigation. And then once it is over, if there is still an amount due to the IRS, then the taxpayer is back to collections, as discussed on a previous episode. Certainly in tax court, you are determining how much the taxpayer owes. And then following that, you are dealing with how to pay with the IRS. So sometimes there are taxpayers I have represented where it turns out that they do owe after their tax case, but they might then be currently not collectible with the IRS and eligible to file an offer and compromise. So they may not necessarily have to pay what they owed, even if it was a large amount. So there are certainly twists and turns that can happen with a tax case with the IRS. I hope this has been an educational series for you in looking at the IRS. These six episodes have detailed the different departments within the IRS, though they do not necessarily tell every department within the IRS, such as criminal investigation or other departments. But certainly I hope that if you are 
needing some guidance in navigating the taxpayer roadmap, that this series of six episodes will help you in breaking it down further so it is a manageable way to understand the IRS system for a taxpayer. So I want to thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to the next couple episodes that I have planned. There is an interview I conducted that I think will be quite fun, so please keep joining me on Tax Justice Warriors. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.